Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in ed tech. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. In this episode, we take a deep dive into one flavor of artificial intelligence that looks to be gaining traction when it comes to actual applications for teachers and students. You know what they are, those little chat boxes. Sometimes it's a little animated happy person who pops up when you log into uh, one of your major commercial websites, uh, your bank or your, your, your insurance company. These little pieces of scripts are an attempt to guide you efficiently through whatever process you're going through. Maybe you could call it a learning experience uh, with as little human interaction as possible. Now think of it in a real learning experience and don't get upset. We're not talking about replacing teachers with robots here. In fact, there are some examples of these techniques as being tools that can actually help teachers. But before we get into actual instructional examples, eSchool has a couple stories of how these bots can help in administration and even in health services. At eSchoolNews.com, search for a story called AI Chatbots are Helping Students Navigate College Admissions. It describes a public-private partnership announced by the Texas Higher Education Coordinating Board. Here's another acronym for you, T-H-E-C-B. The new initiative will tap the tech of a company called AdmitHub that enables students to access ADVI, a conversational AI chatbot that offers proactive, personalized guidance that helps students navigate their way to and through college. The tech communicates with students 24-7 via text message. And if students need additional support, it will direct them to a cohort of actual live human advisors who are trained and funded through this partnership, along with the College Advising Corps. The new partnership is designed to provide more direct outreach to students as they begin their Apply Texas applications. Research has found that students who receive text message reminders from a trusted source were 17% more likely to complete a financial aid application. As a parent of three high schoolers, I know the pain of those. A growing number of colleges and nonprofit organizations are also using them to help boost enrollment, improve persistence, and advance student success. More recent research conducted in partnership with Georgia State University found that the technology can reduce so-called summer melt by more than 20% amongst incoming students. It also increases FAFSA completion rates and fall registration rates for returning students. So yeah, some real world results as a result of some of these new technologies. Another recent article explores how bots are assisting with student mental health. Obviously a crisis at the moment. Joanna Smith Griffin, she's the CEO and founder of All Here, which is a provider of 24 seven support for families in K-12 schools. She writes about the benefits of bots in a piece entitled, Three Ways That Chatbots Can Support Mental Health in Schools. Here's a snippet. She writes, a recent study estimates that one in eight children have mental disorders and the vast majority do not receive treatment. While access to support is certainly part of the problem, mental health care continues to face a stigma that causes families to avoid raising potential issues that can grow into much bigger problems that block student success in the long term. It turns out parents and students often don't want to talk directly to school administrators about mental health issues. Districts that use a chatbot to support health and wellness find the families are more willing to ask for support. I give my cell phone number out to all my students, but they never use it, says Dr. Michael Miles, 
principal at Memphis Academy, a charter school in Tennessee. With the chatbot, they can ask questions without feeling like they're bugging someone or being judged. So she finishes up saying the chatbots offer a non-confrontational, non-judgmental way for families to ask for support that could help grow the number of children getting the help they need. I found that to be a fascinating insight on how tech can get people to be more intimate versus more distant, which is kind of the common perception we have now of using this sort of technology. To find out more where this technology is headed, I spoke with Ramesh Balan. Ramesh is the founder and chief architect for Nomadics, an ed tech software provider that amongst many different tools has a lesson bot option. And that's for publishers and course developers to quickly power and deliver machine-assisted one-on-one learning support by embedding Nomadics lesson bots into their existing digital courses. I asked Ramesh about where he sees this technology at this juncture and when we may see this in the classrooms as a functional utility. Have a listen. Well, so let's look about applying those technologies into real-world applications. You know, one of which I know that when we've had discussions before is, is something that I've, I see it popping up more and more. And it's, it's been at least three times. So as a journalist, if I see three, three mentions of something that makes, makes it an automatic trend, one of those things is the idea of bots. Bots is something technologies in other industries that have been written about for a while. Bots can be a little bit loaded in the education. I think where people say, well, if you're going to introduce a bot, that means you're replacing a teacher. In our conversations, you know, you've explained it to me that it's so much more than that. Maybe you could talk a little bit about where you see bots in education. When, when I think about bots, I think about I go onto my my life insurance website, and the mm-hmm. bot walks me through the processes. Or yep. my kid got in a car accident a couple of months ago, and the uh, the car insurance did the entire process using a bot, never talked to a human person. It was amazing. And it was much more efficient than it had ever been before when other kids are getting car accidents. But to bring us back, talk a little bit about bot technology and the way you see it being implemented in the classroom. Yeah, that's actually a great segue into a whole new dimension of artificial intelligence, right? So now bots, again, all of this is trying to figure out how to clone human capacity, okay? With AI, some of the models and all that, you're actually, with the predicting you're doing, the machines are actually much faster in in identifying certain trends because of the volume of data that's available over there, right? That's why in those kind of scenarios, I think the AI with data is actually more powerful in doing certain things although the algorithms and everything that they've been fairly established. Now on the other side, when you talk about bots and all that, it gets into more human actions, okay? So if you want a bot to assist instruction or intervention, okay? Now you're getting closer and closer to how a teacher would be interacting and how they would be uh, helping the student. Okay, and that is actually much more complex because you have to anticipate the different steps, the process of that learning development, okay, and be able to provide the kind of feedback mechanisms, okay, 
And all of this can be done with just what is called rule-based AI, okay? Not machine learning. Uh, one of my friends works, I mean, this is very advanced in, in enterprise applications, like the ones you were talking about, the insurance. I have other applications. I mean, there, there's a whole category called robotic process automation. And that's all about just how to automate business processes using bots. And there are companies like UiPath, which is, you know, it was a startup five years ago. Now this is, it's huge now, yeah. okay? Because of the automation capabilities that it brings. And it does things like it processes your uh, medical claims, okay? Uh, it processes a company's expense reports. So instead of humans sitting there and doing that, these bots do that with very little human supervision. Okay. Yeah. Try now, doing it, that. Mm -hmm. uh, not to interrupt, but when you talk about the education space, that's very much what I think sometimes people fear is yeah. that, oh, this is going to replace the teacher. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, when you're talking about processing a, a you know, a, a, a the claims form, people will say that's not the same as helping Johnny figure out his fractions, right? That's it. So, yeah. So, so talk about where you see it. I mean, this isn't a replacement. This is a, a cannot be a replacement now. It cannot be a replacement for another decade. Okay. This is almost like take the other example self driving cars. Okay. When did we start? All this LIDAR and all that, you know that technology, it started about seven, eight years ago. The infrastructure for that, right? The detection that is coming, you know, how soon are we going to hit that? Those kind of things, seven, eight years ago. Where are we now? You know, I think it'll be another decade before you really see a self-driving car in a, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a normal city, okay? Yeah. Uh, so, the learning aspect of it, the instru instruction, intervention, think about it. I mean, every lesson has its own rules, <laughs> has its own concepts. So, that's what makes it so much more complicated than even these other business processes. I'm not saying they're easy, but it makes it so much more you know, leave alone the social emotional learning aspect of it. I mean, I don't even want to go there, right? I mean, that would be the last frontier to conquer with bots, right? But even before that, the, the instruction and intervention process and making it generic, making it generic is just a very, very complex problem to solve, okay? And you have to do it in a, you know, just like any big problem. You know, you cannot just try to go from here to fully automated. You will fail. <laughs> you have to slice it up into smaller chunks that you can first solve the problem, build a solution successfully, and then uh, assimilate that into the system. That's a whole another challenge, right? 
it's taken us seven years <laughs> to develop what we have developed to be here right now. Okay. And the biggest challenge here is to be able to, you know, really get into the automation of the active learning part. So don't expect the EdTech bot overlords to take over just yet, but maybe they can help us improve learning in the meantime. And that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check back on eschoolnews.com for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the EdTech space. eSchool is always free and always trying to help innovative educators just like you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan for eSchool News.